Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Well, good morning, evening, afternoon. Welcome to the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business with David B. Plemons. I am your hostess, Thalia Williams. I am the marketing concierge for David B. Plemons CPA. Today, our show is being sponsored by Pontum Financial, connecting your financial dots. Today, we have on our show a very, very good friend of mine. He has been in my life for about the past four or five years now. And um, his name is Christopher Can, and he is the owner of Can Lawn. I'm not going to go into details about his business. I'm going to let him do so. So welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, welcome, welcome. So now we want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, the thing is, I'm pretty much a typical guy. I love sports. I love football. I love spending my time with my family and everything like that. But most of all, I like being free. I like freedom. Mm. And initially, after I uh, got done with college, I went into the corporate world. And I, I started on the corporate ladder and, and was doing all the things that people typically do, you know, when they're, you know, told in high school, like, you know, go to go to college, go get a job, work your way up. Hopefully you get to retire, you know, stay with the same company, things like that. And what I realized down the line is that I really valued financial freedom. Mm, financial freedom. Yeah. And so about seven years ago, I decided that I wanted to start a business for myself. And uh, the problem was, like, we didn't have any money. We didn't have any money. Me and my fiance, when we uh, were living in our apartment, we thought to ourselves, like, we're working every single day and we're working so hard and we have zero savings. Zero savings. We got our little 401ks, but that's it. And we're just not getting ahead. And there had to be some kind of way for us to get ahead. And so what we did was, uh, or or what I did rather, is uh, I decided that I wanted to start a business. And there were a whole host of businesses that I felt like I needed to try, but all of them required capital. So there are very few businesses that don't require capital for you to start. A lot of it is uh, what they consider sweat equity, right? So you find something, you start really, really small, like ground level, and you build it up. And so I landed on landscaping, lawn maintenance. Mm, and okay. so literally, I went out, I got myself a little a little lawnmower, I got a weed eater that I borrowed from my dad, and a push broom. And I literally started going to the neighborhood, around the neighborhood, around the apartment where we lived, and started knocking on doors and asking people if I could cut their lawn, like a 13-year-old kid. So your business <laughs> is actually landscaping. Landscaping. It is landscaping now. Now. Yes. Okay. Yes. But you realized at an early age, pretty much after college, yeah. that financial freedom was not getting it by doing the 9 to 5 to grind. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. And entrepreneurs have a different spirit about them anyway. 
because they don't like working for others. No, and I don't, and I didn't. And I, it took me a while to realize that it, it was one of those situations where whatever job I would get, I could never be satisfied with being an employee. I had to get into management. I didn't care how I did it. And it turns out that wasn't even enough for me. I have to be the owner. Because the thing is, and what a lot of people don't realize is, every day you go to work for someone else, you're helping their dreams become realized. But not yours. It's very important that you realize your own dreams some way. And uh, the way that I did it was, uh, you know, starting that lawn lawn business. So that leads to the next question. Why this particular particular type of service versus a multi-level marketing one or um, more of a professional service with what your degree was in? Yeah. All right. So this is what I started to think about. Number one, I had a non-compete in place that prevented me from... (laughs) Going out and doing exactly what I did for uh, the company that I worked for at the time. Uh, The second thing is it was about time because I still had to go to work every day. My business initially had to be my side gig. So it initially had to be something that I could only do on the weekends and I would build it from there. So literally, there were only a few things that you could do. And, and, And this is the mistake a lot of people make. What they say is, I have a college degree, certain things are beneath me. They don't want to go and pick up garbage. They don't want to go and clean people's houses. They don't want to go and do these things. Me, on the other hand, I looked at it like, I'm going to be my first employee. I'm going to be my first employee, and then once I built this up, I'll have other employees to do these things that I may not particularly love doing all the time, right? Nobody likes working out in the heat. All the time. Uh, Not in Texas. (laughs) It is smoking out there. So nobody enjoys uh, being out in the heat all the time. Nobody loves that stuff. I kind of do now. I've actually fallen deeply in love with with my work. Uh, But initially it was a struggle. And uh, so that's why I did it. I I picked uh, lawn service because I didn't need much money to start it. Believe it or not. You can actually build clientele really quickly. And that when I was looking at all the different businesses that I could have started, and I was looking at, at personal training, uh, I was looking at real estate and things like that. Out of all those things, uh, lawn maintenance actually allowed you to build a clientele quicker than anything else. And you were guaranteed to be paid every two weeks because you had service every two weeks. You could deal directly with the client face-to-face. And, uh, you know, I kind of had a leg up on some of my competition uh, because I initially I I handled it uh, the corporate way. I went out, I got an LLC. I went out and I started, you know, went ahead and got insurance. I did everything right before I even mowed one lawn. And that that really made a difference to to my clientele, to my clients. So that preparation, Mm -hmm. you know, prior to initiation mm-hmm. made the difference in how you were able to, like you say, get a leg up on your competition. That's right. That's excellent. So what have been some of the challenges you've encountered? Cause you said you've been in business about seven years now, right? Right. Oh my God. I, let me tell you the first set of challenges I had. We didn't have a house. Oh my. So I didn't have any place to keep my equipment. 
So literally, I would try to chain it up on the back of my truck, and I had my equipment stolen not once. Not I'm talking about all my equipment. So I would build it up, and I would literally like like buy really nice equipment. I've, I'd work so much, and I'd buy blowers and and a weed eater and really nice lawnmower, and get them get them stolen. So I got robbed a total of five times. <gasps> Talk about discouragement challenges. How can you do what you do as a lawnscaper, landscaper, <laughs> grass cutter without a lawnmower blower, weed eater, everything? It hurts. It hurts really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, the first time it happened, I was pretty devastated. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, maybe that's like a sign that I shouldn't be doing this. And uh, I went, I sat on the floor. I thought about it for a little bit. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to Whoever took that from me, I'm not going to let them beat me. And I did it again. And uh, it happened again. And I, But I I really made good money in between when I got robbed. And, and the first time and the second time, I'm like, you know what? This is just, this is somebody trying to trying to test me, and I'm, I'm definitely going to overcome it. And uh, it happened again and again and again. Uh, one time, a guy literally... I was in a backyard mowing the lawn of a, of a property and the guy got into my truck and took every other piece of equipment. So I was just left with the lawnmower. So, um, it just, it kept happening again. Uh, eventually I saved up enough money to get a trailer and proper, you know, things where I could, you know, secure secure my stuff. Uh, but it got so bad to the point where I, we lived on the second floor. I would literally carry the lawnmower up the stairs to the second floor and keep it. We were keeping the lawnmower and all the equipment out on the balcony. Wow. Yeah. But you met the challenge by being innovative. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things where once I realized that this was going to continue happening, I looked at it more like this is my opportunity to show who I really am, like what I'm really made of, what I'm really about. And, in that instance, like, it became more like a game to me. I'm like, all right, someone's going to try to break me today. I'm not going to be broken. Mm, well, so. that's a good segue into why do you persist and what drives you to keep going. It's something internal as well, but you also recognize, too, you're not going to be broken. You know, I was raised, um, my mom and dad were really interesting people, uh, specifically for the fact that they don't come from means. Uh, you know, they weren't raised, uh, in the greatest neighborhoods on the planet. Now, granted, they have, you know, beautiful, wonderful families, but they come from very tough, very difficult backgrounds. And I watched them fight like champions every single day. I watched them pull it together to give us a Christmas and, and always buy school clothes and, and, and literally, Instead of saying, you know, hey, Christmas is going to be four or five days late, they would have toys for us on Christmas Day by hook or by crook. It wasn't enough for them to actually, like, get it done eventually. They had to have everything done that day. If it was your birthday, you were getting your gift on your birthday. And they always figured out a way to make it happen, even though I know for a fact that they weren't making money like that. Watching them fight like that in the way that they fought instilled in me 
the same kind of attitude that I have to not just get things done eventually or over time that I have to get them done on the day that I said that I would do them and uh, get things accomplished in that regard. And that's, that's really kind of what, what drives me to, to be that way, to, to, to keep going like that and to continue to grow. Excellent. So how critical is support to you? And when I I mentioned support, what's kind of like the first thing that comes to your mind? Is it financial, physical, emotional, business support? What is or how important critical is support to you? You know, initially, um, there wasn't much support except for uh, from my family, my fiance, which is really all you need. And 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 and. I didn't have the support of my community because I didn't know my community. I wasn't reaching out and I didn't know anybody in my community. And what ended up happening is over time, uh, I started getting clients much, you know, like you were. And, uh, I had phenomenal clients. I have phenomenal clients that I built relationships with good working relationships and personal relationships with that, saw some kind of potential in me. I don't know what they saw, but they saw some kind of potential in me to uh, elevate myself. Do you know that in the entire time that I've owned this business, I've never advertised? Never? Not even once. Wow, that's amazing. Not even once. Everything through word of mouth, everything through the strength of the work that we do, and everything through uh, building relationships with my clients understanding their needs and, and, and getting to know them and, and doing, doing the best that I possibly can for. That's interesting because the business world tells you, you need to advertise. People need to know you're out there, get your website, get your own social media platform, blah, blah, blah. But you're saying for you and your um, methodology in which you grew your business wasn't built on advertising. It was built one relationship at a time. Social media cannot save you from poor service. Oh, say that again. Social media cannot save you from poor service. If you have poor service and a junk personality, social media will not protect you from that. You can put a whole bunch of pretty pictures. You can put a wig on a pig if you like. But if you don't do a good job, if you don't be where you say you're going to be at a certain time, if you don't build a quality relationship with your clients that they value and they see more value in, in, in you than they see in your competitor, it is pointless. You know, uh, I remember when I first started this business, I had a lot of people laugh at me. They thought I was crazy because they thought I wasn't going to be able to compete um, because we live in a city of 3 million people and they see like lawn trucks on the street every day. And they were like, how are you going to get clients? I, I'm sure the market's saturated. And I said to them, but they're not me. They're not going to do what I do. I'm going to do things better than those guys are. And I'm going to get contracts based on that. And it was one of those situations where I wasn't really sure about that either, <laughs> but I had to believe it. I had to believe it. And then I went forward with it. And once people started seeing the kind of work that I did, that's what started pushing us forward. And I ended up passing up a lot of guys that had really pretty trucks, lots of social media, you know, all these pretty signs and things like that. But they didn't have the quality and the strength of work to overtake me. And now I've got 
you know, contracts with Chase Bank, Family Dollar, McDonald's, Watson and Taylor Storage, um, management companies like SMS Assist, TaskEasy. Shout out to TaskEasy. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty busy. I've got, you know, over 30 commercial properties that we service, um, 26 smaller commercial properties and over 100 residential and rental properties. Without advertising. Without advertising. Without social media. No social media. Without a website. Well, we have a website now, okay. but I mean, it's it's one of those things like I've I've never actually given out my website. By the way, check out my website. It's www.canlon.com. Uh, there's lots of things on the website that you might want to check out, including, uh, you know, my book. Uh, if you are looking for life coaching, small business assistance, uh, small business advice, things like that, life advice, uh, go to www.canlon.com and, and contact me and I'd love to talk to you. Excellent. And Canlon is spelled C-A-N-N-L-A-W-N. That's right. It's C-A-N-N-L-A-W-N, Canlon. have Chris Hall from Pontum Financial here in the studio. Let's talk about business transitions. What is that exactly? Most of the business owners, whenever we meet them, they've worked for decades to build a business or a product or a service, and they never really gave too much thought to what the out is. Every business owner gets started. That should be one of the primary things that they consider. They should have different outs planned at different intervals, but let's be realistic. We don't really do that myself included. So whenever you start to think about business transition, it's going to be one of several things. It could be retirement. It could be just wanting to get out of the business and do something else. It could be transitioning it to a family member or keeping it in the family. And those are some of the crucial conversations that you need to have with both family and yourself, frankly, to see what you want. Some business owners want to continue a legacy. They want that name to be carried on. So that really has an impact on sale of the business unless it's to only family, which maybe your sons or daughters have a problem with that as well. They may not like the name. All these things run through a business owner's mind numerous times throughout the day. And most of them just never know what first step to take. Well, if we want information, how can we reach out to you? Our phone number is 210-625-4845. You can look at our websites, pontumfinancial.com, P-O-N-T-E-M financial.com, or you can find us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell and Reed, Inc., W-R-I, member FINRA slash S-I-P-C. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from W-R-I. So you talked about a failure that you learned from about, you know, chaining your equipment up to the back of your truck and getting it stolen five times before you realize, let me put it on my balcony right. and chain it up there. Right. So what's another failure? Let's talk about from maybe the business side of it. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll tell you my favorite one. Okay. So uh, we have a, uh, a bank here in Texas, uh, if you're not in Texas, called Jefferson Bank. And Jefferson Bank is a, 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 a pretty popular bank in this in this. uh in this, in this state, uh, they have quite a few. And I went to go and I got a contract with them and they asked me to come and do a spring cleanup. And I went and did it. I did it to the best of my ability. I took lots of time, effort, and uh, the uh, regional vice president showed up 
and she hated it. She wasn't happy with the work. She wasn't happy with the work. And uh, I was so mad. And I was like, man, how dare she? I've been out here working all day and this and that and the other. And uh, I was really upset. And I was taking it in a really negative way. And I was like, man, do I even want this contract? They don't appreciate me. You know, I could do better and things like that. And I ended up having a conversation with a mentor who's, who's, you know, essentially like a super rich guy. Like he's a rich dude. And I told him about my problems. Like I went and I griped and complained. I was like, I can do better. I can. And he said, well, maybe you should look at this a different way. And I said, why? He was like, what, what, what do you think that lady's making a year? I was like, I don't know, man, maybe like 200 grand a year. And he said, oh, really? He said, is that kind of the client that you would like to have? I said, I'd like to have any client. I don't care who it is, but yeah, why not? He said, well, if you um, want that type of client and you want to get those kinds of contracts, clearly she has an eye. I think you should go back to her and say, Show me what I did wrong specifically so that I can do those things better. And I did. I, uh, I, I, cause, cause man, I mean, she wasn't nice about how she told me she didn't like it. She was, she was pretty mean about it. And, uh, I put my pride to the side and I called her back and I said, ma'am, uh, I want to do better. I said, so can you take me through this property? And literally for an hour and a half, this lady walked me through and showed me specifically everything that I did wrong. After that, I came back, I started doing her property again and, uh, we held on to that contract for another year, uh, until they, uh, actually until she left and they got another contract. But the whole time I was, she was there, I was there. And, uh, what ended up happening is she opened the door for me to get good at commercial properties and I wouldn't have the McDonald's. I wouldn't have the 7-Elevens, the Stripes, the Chase Banks. If it wasn't for her walking me through how she wanted her property done, I took those things that she gave me and made them a staple of my service. And it's made 100% of the difference. But you had to um, humble yourself. Yes. You had to seek out That's right. someone who was better positioned to look at it from a different viewpoint yes. than what you encountered. That's right. And then the willingness that you did to say, okay, I'm going to put my pride aside because you were furious because you had felt you had done the best to That's your right. ability, but it wasn't the best of what she was looking for. Oh, it hurt my heart. Of course it, it did. did. But the thing that I've learned in business so far, and I say that so far because I, I don't know everything about business. I, I'm far from it. But the thing that I've learned about business so far is that you need to take advice and cues from everybody. You need to take it from the people that you work for. And and it's crazy because when you do own your own business and things are going well, you think you know everything. And after you've done it for a few years, you feel like you're an expert. I'm the expert. How dare they tell me? The thing is, you don't know everything and things are constantly evolving. My employees consistently tell me what to do. They consistently tell me, boss, I think that, you know, we should do this a different way. I, I tell them, explain to me why. They explain to me why. All right, does it save us money? Does it make us money? Yes, it makes sense. Let's try it out. I keep that door open for my employees to constantly be able to 
criticize my work, criticize my work, criticize things that are going on in the business. And what it does is two things. Number one, it saves me money. Number two, it gets them invested in the business. If they feel like their voice is being heard, if they feel like they can criticize their boss, then they have an ownership stake in that business. True. Very true. I like that. So tell us about a success you've learned from. I think um, my busy, biggest success. At this point, because I know you're still growing. <laughs> you're, you're st- your trajectory is way out there. I already know that. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the biggest success I had was picking up the 7-Eleven contract that I have. Wow. Um, because it, it, it pulls in quite a bit of money. And uh, I was competing against, I want to say it was like 750 other contractors. Whoa. And out of all those contractors, they picked me. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm, I'm currently the, the top contractor in, in Texas. Oh, amazing. For Stripes. So. Uh-huh. Look yeah. at you, dude. Yeah. Amazing. I would have never suspected that when we first met. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. I didn't know you had that in you when we first met. Yeah. I'll surprise you. I'll sneak up on you sometimes. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. So tell me, if you had to do it all over again, mm-hmm. what would you do differently, if anything? Listen to my fiance more. Listen to my parents more. Um Initially, I was out there. There's a difference between being confident and 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 cocky. And I think initially I was I was too cocky and I wasn't um, listening to everyone the way that I should have been. I think a lot of money would have been saved and and I'd be a little bit further along if if I'd opened myself up to that a little earlier on. Um, The other thing is uh, I think I wouldn't would have paced myself. I was I was so thirsty to get ahead that sometimes I would take on more than I was available for more opportunities than what I was available for. And, and because I was like, man, I can't turn down work. And what people need to realize when you own your own business, you're going to have to turn down work. Someone's going to walk up to you with an opportunity that you're going to have to say no to, because if you can't do the kind of job that needs to be done on that opportunity, just getting that money isn't worth your reputation. And I had to learn that the hard way. I took on a few jobs that I really didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to throw myself at it. Like I throw myself at everything. It didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. And then I ended up having to fix it and break even or even lose money uh, after the fact. So that's, that's something I would change for sure. Okay. All right. So any advice for our audience? Yes. I would say the advice that I would give anybody starting out is research, 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 research. If there's something that you really, really want to do and you know you can do it well. Right. I think that you should take at least a week or two to research it and find someone that's already doing it. You would be surprised. And and I found this out myself. You would be surprised that if there's a market or business that you're looking to get into, how many people are willing to say, you know what, I'll teach you. I'll teach you. I had multiple guys that I would call up when I got into lawn care, when I got into lawn maintenance and say, and and and, and these are older guys that have been doing it for, for 30, 40 years. And I'll say, how do I do this? How do I do this the right way? And, and they shared their information with me and they shared their knowledge with me and 
that is something. And and now I have guys that call me. So uh, my 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 very best friend actually um, wanted to start a lawn business uh, two years ago. I sat down with him and said, "All right, I'll show you how to do it." And uh, he's st- he's still in business today. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So now, what's on the horizon for Christopher Khan? What's well, on I'm, the horizon? I'm going to be expanding out. Uh-oh. First of all, I just wrote a children's book. Uh, it's available on Amazon, and it's called I Can Own a Business. And uh, I Can Own a Business, and, and you can just type that into Amazon, and it'll take you straight to the book. It, it's usually the second book. And uh, it was... Uh, was it the best-selling new uh, children's book on Amazon for about a week straight? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And what it is, uh, because of the journey that I took and the fact that I was in my 30s before I started, uh, you know, my business, I looked back and I said, you know what? I wonder what it would have been like. And and every guy talks about that. Every guy that I know that owns a business talks about what if I started this from the jump? What if this is, this had been my mindset from the jump? How rich would I be if I started this from the beginning? And I thought to myself, I would like to provide that for children. I would like to provide an opportunity for them to see that there's a third way because we're always taught like, you know, you either go and uh, go to college, the military, and then after college, you go and get a job and you work for someone and you work your way up the ladder. And it, there's actually a third way. You can go and you can work for yourself. You can own a business. And so uh, I put together a children's book and, and, and it, it took me quite a while because of how, how busy I was and the fact that it, it, it was something I was so passionate about. I wanted to do it the right way. And uh, basically, the book teaches children entrepreneurship. It takes you uh, on a journey with a child that has an interest uh, in in working for himself. And he doesn't even know it initially. Uh, It's something that he kind of figures out as he goes along. And he basically figures out that he wants to own a business and and becomes a business owner. And it takes you through his journey. His name is Little Dwayne. I actually named him after my father. Okay. Uh, because my father was literally the hardest working human being I ever saw in my life okay. and never complained. Mm-hmm. Always did it with like joy in his heart because he knew he was providing for his family. Uh, I took that same joy and I wanted to instill that in the character for my book. And uh, another little tidbit, Easter egg, uh, the mother in the book is uh, based on photos of my mother and uh, little Dwayne himself is actually uh, the illustrations are based on my son when he was a child and uh, him as a grown man now as an 18-year-old grown man. Wow, that's amazing. So once again, title of the book? Uh, Title of the book, I Can Own a Business. Uh, If you want to purchase the book, uh, definitely go to www.canlawn.com. And uh, you can find the book on there and you can purchase it directly from my website. And uh, while you're in there, you know, stop in and and send us a message and let us know you came by. Make sure to leave a review because that really helps us out. And uh, follow us on Instagram at I can own a business book uh, on Instagram. I can own a business book on Instagram and you can follow uh, some of the the adventures of little Dwayne. And let me tell you what else I'm doing. Something really, really cool. 
Uh, we actually decided because uh, I'm, I'm business is doing great. All the proceeds from the business are going to be going into a fund uh, for a contest that I'm having. So what I've done is I've created the I Can Own a Business Challenge. And what that's going to do is uh, four times a year, we're going to allow children. And and, uh, if you go to www.canlon.com, you can actually find the contest and and sign your child up for it. Um, And what it does is uh, if you have a business, right, if your child has a business, they read the book and they say, you know what, I want to own a business. They can come up with an original business concept. And it, it could be anything. It could be, you know, if they want to be a lawn, lawn maintenance, if they if they want to own a cleaning service, if they want to farm on the moon, it could be anything. Whatever their imagination comes up with, whatever they want to do. And uh, what they can do is they can submit that uh, directly to us. And, and I've got the, uh, the rules and, and where to submit it on www.canlawn.com. And uh, your child... Uh, will be entered into uh, the challenge. And here here are the uh, prizes. Uh, first place gets $100. Uh, second place gets $50. And third place gets $25. And everybody that enters uh, gets a, a, a certification that they're a future entrepreneur uh, directly from Canlon. Nice. Nice. So you're paying it forward, in other words. 100%. Excellent. 100%. I'm, Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm really invested in this. And aside from that, uh, I've be it, owning my business the way that I have and, and running things and, and running into so many pitfalls and having so many things to overcome has made me really passionate about helping people develop their small businesses the right way. And also, you know, helping them navigate life uh, in, in a way that's not as painful as some of the things that I had to endure. And, uh, one of the things that I'd like to get into is motivational speaking and, uh, teaching, you know, uh, giving advice on small businesses. So, uh, if there's somebody out there that's, that's struggling because, uh, about a year ago, two years ago, I started really struggling with anxiety, like, like, like manic anxiety, depression, things like that. And, and at the same time I had to run my business. I couldn't let that fall to the ground and, I, I, I had to uh, maintain my relationships and things like that. And I had a lot of struggles and I overcame it. And I know there's somebody out there that's that's having those same struggles. And it would be my honor and my pleasure to help someone make it through those things. So how's the best way for someone to reach you? We got your website. Okay. What else? That's the best way. www.canlon.com or you can uh, check us out on Instagram at I Can Own a Business Book. Uh, on Instagram and uh, yeah, just reach out on the website. Uh, also uh, my phone number uh, is two one zero five eight four nine one five five. Just reach out and we can set you up an appointment and you can consult with us. You can, you can uh, drop your business ideas and we can, we can help you. 
Wow. Well, we thank you so much, Christopher Can, for being on our show, The Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. We appreciate it because you talked about that hustle, that juggle, and the struggle. And it wasn't all just business. It was personal as well, which is enlightening because every entrepreneur goes through something, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially for sure, Mm -hmm. but spiritually as well. And Mm -hmm. it's key to know that there is someone that's able to out there to help them and assist them yes. in that growth and in that path. So we thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know how much I appreciate you and Mr. Williams. Uh, I love learning. you guys. <laughs> and I, I love, love you too, so. man. Thank you so much. So this concludes this episode of the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. Join us again. Check out the website at www. PlemonsCPA.com for more podcasts and we look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you. For more information about any of our guests or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at PlemonsCPA.com and don't forget to check out our website PlemonsCPA.com for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell and Reed Incorporated, WRI, member FINRA slash SIPC. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from WRI. Waddell and Reed is not affiliated with David C. Plemons CPA. Waddell and Reed Financial Advisors are able to offer insurance products through arrangements Waddell and Reed has made with outside insurance companies. The information presented on this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not to be constructed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any financial product or service mentioned. Any opinions expressed are those of Chris Hall and are subject to change based on market and other conditions. For more detailed information regarding any of the topics discussed on today's podcast, please call 210-625-4845 or visit pontumfinancial.com. Waddell and Reed does not offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a professional prior to making any financial decisions. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.